Uh, Matt Mosley, Matt Mosley's show, ESPN Central Texas, flying into the weekend, and uh, always good to catch up with my friend for many years, Clarence Hill, of the uh, of the Fort Worth Star Telegram, a man who uh, I was at the game the other night, but boy, Clarence was I was watching the Dirk ceremony. I got caught up, almost got emotional. It was wonderful, but Clarence had his eye over there on who was sitting courtside. Amari Cooper and um, it was uh, C.D. Lamb showed up, and they were sitting over there. Clarence, welcome back to the show, by the way. Good to have you, sir. Hey, what's up, man? How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Um, I uh, I do find it interesting, and I'm glad you wrote about it. Uh, you know, everybody kind of wants to say, well, let Amari be Amari. Let him do what he wants to do. Well, the guy had COVID. Okay, he's got antibodies, and, and that, that's fine. But there are some rules out there, and they apparently apply to even stars in the league, like Aaron Rodgers and Amari Cooper. And um, now, Clarence, so Clarence was the first to write about this, that this was a, this was a violation of the uh, COVID protocols. Uh, Clarence, where is this now, with uh, Amari showing up at that Mavs game the other night? Uh, where, where are we in this? Do we know anything about... Uh, about what uh, what the fine could end up being. Well, I mean, the, the fine is is, is fourteen thousand dollars now. Whether they, you know, the, the NFL and, and the uh, the NFL, you know, they declined to comment on it and they acknowledged that it was a violation, but they declined to comment on where they were in the process. You know, with fines, they don't just you can do a violation one day and the fine comes down the next day anyway. Just like you know, when you do a uh, uh, commit a personal foul of the game, the fine doesn't come out until a week later. So, you know, yeah. it's going, I'm sure it's going through that process or whatever it is, but the bottom line is why put yourself in that situation? You know, and, and I know Amari went on the, uh, the Cowboys radio station, I think yesterday, earlier today, and, and talked about, you know, you can get it anywhere, and he got people coming in out of his house, and, you know, <clears throat> that, that there's really nothing you can do, but there are rules in place. Yeah. There are yeah, rules in I, place that, that you have to adhere to. And and, and the thing that this, I guess was disappointing is that on the same day that Micah tested positive, two days after he went and sat courtside at a Mavericks game, that Amari and CD would put themselves in that same situation to do that. And, yes, Amari has uh, antibodies. Yes, Amari is not going to be tested for 90 days. But CD is a different situation, a story. And you can still pass it. And again, you're talking about a team that had some issues with COVID. You're getting ready to go to the playoffs. Uh, why chance it? You know, you got plenty of time to go watch Maverick games uh, after the season's over. You know, there. You know, you're, you're there to celebrate dirt. Just think about the people coming to celebrate you if you win the Super Bowl. Oh, I like that. I like that line. Um, but by the way, after. I a lot of us were there to celebrate Dirk, and it was a great deal. But somebody told me I didn't see them leave. But somebody told me they left before the ceremony. Can you imagine like being courtside for like that kind of unbelievable? It was well done. They had the orchestra, beautiful tributes. The commissioner was there, and you sit there courtside for the whole game, and then you get up and leave for the. I, I again, <laughs> but see, that's the problem. That's the problem is because people don't understand. They probably were there to see Steph. Absolutely. They, they they probably they were there to see Steph and Luca. They weren't necessarily there. I mean, they're young players. I don't think they were there for the ceremony. They were there for the Golden State Warriors. 
stuff against Luca. That's why they came. Let's be honest about yeah. this. I know yeah. we, you know, you know, wax, you know, romantically about the Dirk years and what that meant, and so that means a lot to people who are around here. It doesn't necessarily mean a lot to C.D. Lamb, who grew up in Houston, who necessarily wasn't a Mavericks fan, and you know, and, and Amari Cooper is not, you know, that they, they weren't there for the nostalgia of the Dirk years. They were there for for Steph, and they were there against Steph going against Luca, and once that was over, they were ready to go. Yeah, let's get on out of here. They were down there at Kershaw. I think Kershaw did stay. Um, he like he wanted the romance of the uh, of the evening. Well, Kershaw's from Dallas. I know, I know. I'm very familiar with that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, so I'm just saying that the the, the 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 interest is different for those guys. Yeah, absolutely. I think you're I think you're right about that. Uh, I was sitting here trying to think where CD's actually from, where he grew up. He's from Houston. CD. He's from Houston. Oh. Okay, he has he has some love for the Rockets. If the uh, if they had yeah. been retiring Olajuwon's jersey, maybe he would. Although he would have been way too young to ever see him. Hey, uh, Clarence, I was smart enough to be up in section three hundred. You cannot get the COVID uh, if you sit that far away from the court. Okay, that's a it's a known thing. Yeah, trust science. Well, the other thing, with, the other thing with Amari is that you have. I mean, I know you want to be courtside, you want to be up front, but you do have money to get a suite. And, you know, you're allowed to be in suites masked up, you know, as long as there's social distancing. That's part of the NFL yeah. rules for people. So you could have gone to the game. You don't have to stay at home. You could have gone to the game and sat in the suite. And, you know, no problem. No, probably nobody would have saw you. Wouldn't have been, you know, and it wouldn't have been such a controversy that it became. Well, have, you, have any of the players given you a hard time for, you know, being the one to kind of to kind of uh, look yeah. at the rules and realize that Amari Cooper – Broke them and deserve and uh, did, did anybody? Did you get any blow? Did you get any pushback from anybody? No, 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 no. I mean, they don't. I don't think they care, and I don't know how much they watch. And you know, and certainly we're not out there. Uh, this was, you know, after all the, uh, you know, the, the locker room not the same as it was. But I mean, I, I don't. I don't think they care at this point. You know, and, yeah. and it is what it is. But you know, and, you know, it wasn't me. He was on TV. That was the NFL. That was the, you know. <laughs> Everybody saw him at the game, and again, you put two and two together that, you know, they were kind of amazed that, you know, Dak talked about regretting and lamenting not telling uh, Michael Parsons not to go to the game, you know, just out of abundance of caution and doing whatever they can to be as safe as possible. And on the same day, Dak said, you know, I wouldn't do it. I would go. I would put myself in that position. His top two receivers did. Yeah. Absolutely. There they were. And, uh, and you know, Maury right in the middle of it uh, and unvaccinated. And even though he's had it, that is the deal. Talking to Clarence Hill, Fort Worth Star-Telegram, a man who will get on a jet tomorrow and uh, make his way to Philly. Actually, today's Friday. What? Are you, uh, wait, what are you doing? Are you are you in Philly already? What's the situation? <laughs> You're lucky that I'm not flying till tomorrow. Oh, okay. most of the people flew today. Yes, they flew. Yeah. I'm not flying to tomorrow. I just think yeah, so they, they move. Yeah, yeah. You, we usually go the day before the game, but I'm going to go Correct. ahead and go because the game is at night, so I'm not going to fly to tomorrow morning. Good for you. I just was not thinking about that Saturday night game keeps kind of uh, kind of get, get sneaking up on me. Now, what are you? Do you think now they're going to have several players out? You got the COVID protocol people, and you got uh, Trayvon Diggs. Uh, is out, and uh, again, a couple of big-time players are out. Do do you still take them at their word that they're going to go out there, put their best foot forward, and and truly try to win this game? How do you think this thing unfolds tomorrow night? I, I think it unfolds as a glorified preseason game where the the first team offense. And I think when when they're talking about 
trying to gain some momentum and some chemistry and some execution. They're really talking about the offense. And I do think that offensively they will go out and for the first couple of series, maybe the first quarter, uh, and try to look good and execute and do some things. But I think by the end of the game, it's going to be a glorified preseason game with nothing but backups out there. All right. And, and maybe I, I think that tells you where the offense is, Clarence, that uh, – that they, they would like to kind of maybe have almost like a preseason game. Like, the you know, the last uh, dress rehearsal, you want like two really right. good drives and get them out of the game. But that kind of speaks yes. to where they are right now that they would really love to see Dak in the offense have a couple of good series. I think it would give them maybe a little extra confidence, and I think that speaks to how this thing looks right now. Yeah, you, you they want confidence. They want to build some momentum for the playoffs because – you know, they've been disjointed. They've been disjointed offensively ever since the um, the Denver game. It really goes back further than that because since they have not been able to run, and that's, you know, Zeke has not had more than 50 yards a game, you know, over the last 10 weeks. You know, and, and, and that running game is really cramped things for the passing game because no one has to respect the run, and they play, you know, soft coverage, and they play umbrella coverage, and they play, you know, everybody's back so you can't get the ball down the field, and, they're playing number of coverages, which makes Dak hold on to the ball. And, and so they, they got to find a way to get the running game going to open things back up for the passing game. All right. I I, uh, I agree with it. I mean, our man Calvin uh, Watkins from the Morning News has demanded over and over for them to sit. Uh, Zeke, rest this man. And I, I liked uh, what one of our other friends said. He's like, you're trying to tell him to – Sit the wrong guy. You're worried about the wrong well, running back. <laughs> and the other running back. And the other running back is sitting. Ironically, Tony Parsons is the one. Uh, I'm not Tony Parsons, but Tony Tony Pollard is the one who's sitting. He's out this week. So you're going to give Zeke a full load of going to see uh, a bunch of practice squad running backs out there. So yeah, I mean it's it's crazy that that Parsons is the one who's missed games the last few weeks, and Zeke is the one who's been injured with a knee all the time. Has played the whole season. All right, Clarence Hill, Star-Telegram, also a noted Texas X, uh, University of Texas, a proud alum. Uh, let me ask you, the, the uh, Casey Thompson news came out today. Obviously, y'all got Quinn Ewers. I guess Hudson Card's still on the ground there, and uh, so it'll be interesting to see what happens at Texas. Do you, do you, uh, he, uh, Casey Thompson's going to Nebraska. Of the, of the two, that was your fa- – I mean, I feel like I liked Casey Thompson the most. Do you feel like that guy could end up being a really good college quarterback, um, even going to a place like Nebraska where they haven't won a lot lately? Yeah, I mean, I think he, he's he's going to be a good college quarterback. I mean, listen, he, he has a, every right to transfer. He was hurt and benched for much of the second half of the season. He still let the Big 12 in touchdown passes. People forget that. And before the OU game, his, his numbers were up there with, with some of the best quarterbacks in college football. He suffered a, a a thumb injury against OU and played the rest of the season hurt. And, you know, they believe, the Sam believes that healthy, he, he can have a good year. And certainly if he was healthy, you know, Texas may have won beat Kansas and, 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 and been in a bowl game and wouldn't, you know, suffer the fate that they did at the end. But at the end of the day, Texas went and got Quinn Ewers and, and they got another uh, top recruit out of California. And Casey decided, I'm going to go somewhere else where I'm going to get a fair chance to compete and win the job and, and end his, you know, my career on my own terms. So, so good for him. He, you know, he was also considered going to OU. It would have been fascinating for him to go from Texas starting one year to possibly playing an OU game for OU against Texas the next season. That was one of his five finalists of the teams that uh, he was looking at, but he ended up going to uh, 
Nebraska, where I think it's a uh, he got a free way to the starting role, and that, that's what he wants. He wants to be able to go to a situation where he has a chance to really compete for the starting job and play. Well, I tell you, the one thing <clears throat> I'll leave you with, and I appreciate this about you, is that uh, you a little bit covet uh, our coach at Baylor. And I, and you've been kind of public about how, uh, how much you admire what Dave Aranda <clears throat> has accomplished. And uh, I'm not saying you're like, oh, my gosh, if only we had Aranda. But I do think uh, – I, th- I think you like Aranda uh, quite a bit and respect the job – he's done at Baylor. Would that be an accurate statement? I don't no doubt. I mean, I, I think that, listen, the, the, the last two Baylor coaches have been the best Baylor coaches in the Big 12 during their time here. And, and I put that in the backdrop of what they came into. You know, after all the Art Browse mess and all the controversies, it wasn't like players were lining up to run the Baylor. You know, and it wasn't about recruiting classes. It was about coaching and fundamentals and having the guys right and put the guys in the right place. And certain rule did that and, and built something there. And, and, and Aranda's done the same thing. I mean, uh, they found guys. They've targeted guys. They've brought guys in. They haven't had a top 10 class, probably not even top 20 class from what I see on, you know, with recruiting stuff. But he gets guys. He coaches them up. He, he, he's a great defensive coach. And they're they're fundamentally sound. And, and so, I, again, I, I said that OU and LSU and some of those guys should have gone after him. Because he would have been a better hire to me uh, than as they got. So good for Baylor for targeting the guy and and, and and getting the right guy. They've done a great job hiring their coach. Well, and we'll see. I think it will be really fun. It's music to my ears to hear you talk like that. But Chris Beard at UT now, now that UT's playing some hoops again, Baylor versus Texas should be a lot of fun. And uh, you got the number one team in the country, and then you got the up-and-coming, the upstart horns. And that'll be, uh, I think that'll be, uh, that'll be great. Clarence, thanks for doing this. I have safe travels as you uh, head to Philly. Tell all my friends there, uh, you know, I've got a lot of great friends there in Philly. Please tell everybody hello for me. <laughs> all right, man. I appreciate you, man. You guys have a good day. We will. We will. Clarence E. Hill, Jr. Uh, from the Fort Worth Star-Telegram joining the Matt Mosley Show with uh, Aaron Sexton. Aaron.